Okay, so we got we got a thing going on. We got where we don't have money for meat because there's a depression on. We got our gold, we got our silver, we've got our water, we got uh, some staples, but we'd like to have some meat every so often. So you had a great idea. This is actually actually in vogue right now. You mentioned that you can pretty much with any cut of meat make it work with a slow cooker. Is that what you were kind of saying? Hello and welcome to Money Sucks. I'm your host, Eric Hudzik. Once again, I am with my good friend Osho, who uh, knows stuff that we're going to talk about today because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about something really fun. You guys are going to all enjoy this. We're looking for a very fun show. It's party time because it is now time. We are entering into a depression. I know, I know, you might be worried about it, but don't worry, Osho's got answers, I've got answers, and first I'm going to give you the bad news. Here's what, what's going on, Osho. So we are going into a depression. Um, you have a, a unique perspective on this, because you actually know people that went through the Great Depression. So you know firsthand of people that have done it, and they had a different lifestyle, didn't they? Yes, they sure did. It was uh, it was really different, and looking back at it, I, I can't can't imagine how they they did it but you know we're going to try to make this fun and i think i came up with some things that if we have the right attitude and we look at it positively if we do go into depression we have to have fun with it if we can it's going to be awful on our psyche and on our attitude and 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 all of those different factors but we can make it fun just like in this virus a lot of people made the virus fun they found out wow they haven't done things like that with the family for a long time and the virus was really good for them because their attitude was positive and they went through it and they had a great time. Yeah, you, you make a good point. I've been hearing a lot about that. And there are some great benefits that are coming out of this. Uh, I myself, I'm learning a lot about basically the world um, because of all the information that's out there and it can come to me. So I don't have to go out there to get that information. So I know where you're coming from. There's some great stuff that uh, you can learn. Uh, but once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring us down a little bit first because the the experts are predicting a depression, not a recession, but a depression. And depressions are not fun. Uh, they are worse than a recession. I actually looked up the, yeah, I know, I know you're booing. I know, I know. I'm not happy about it either, but it's worse than a recession. We've been through a recession in 2008. <laughs> They're still booing me, but but we're hopefully gonna um, we're gonna be prepared for it, and that's what this is all about. Um, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. First of all, what's gonna happen? Well, I guess we're at ten uh, percent unemployment right now. They predict that it's oh, they they predict it's gonna get higher. I will let you know that in 1933, the unemployment rate was 24 percent. So hey, we don't have far to go. Isn't that great? <laughs> right. Um, we're talking about massive bankruptcies. Um, and then we think of bankruptcies with personal, you know, I'm bankrupt. But you got to remember, not only personal bankruptcy, but we're going to also have business bankruptcies. Um, in 2020, they are expecting a record of retail stores closing, which is already happening. But that's not only because of the depression. It's also because of just the way things are going. It's things are changing, and you gotta you know go with it. But that's what they're doing. Um, cities. We didn't even think about this. Remember when you get a city job, you're like, 
you're in, right? You, you got benefits. It, you wouldn't make a million dollars, but you'd have a great pay, rate of pay, and you didn't have to worry about nothing. Well, guess what? Cities are going to cut personnel because you're talking about where you live, and you're like, they don't even have money. They don't have money. To, they don't even know where to begin to get money. And you know what's going to happen. They're going to cut services. They're going to cut personnel in these cities. So look out for that. Then, of course, people, uh, once they get their jobs cut, whether it's uh, through the cities or government or other jobs, then you're going to have real estate problems, and that's going to be tough. And then if the real estate, if you have problems with the real estate, that rolls into um, the banks because the banks are the ones that are holding the notes, and you're not paying the banks, so the banks are going to fail. And it's going to be pretty, pretty nasty. So I have found out one of the things to do, and I don't think you have any of this. We have to get the currency of last resort. You got it? So we got to get the currency of last resort. And Osho, you are a man that knows everything about everything. So I'm going to ask you a question. And here is the question. The question is, what is the currency of last resort, if you were to guess? Well, I would guess because for the last 5,000 or more years, the currency of last resort has been and always will be, and I believe this, it is gold. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Osho. He knows this stuff. Honest to God, I did not coach him at all. I am shocked that he knew it. I'm like, what is what is he talking about? Like, you know, what what is this? You know, currency of last resort. And I'm just like, what can it be? And guess what? Osho knew it right away. That's right. It's gold. So, Osho, do you know how to buy gold? Eric, I would like to put this into it, though. I really don't believe that the currency of last resort is gold. Oh, tell me I more. Think it's go- I think it's going to be food and water. I think survival will be the last resort, and gold will not help you survive. It has to be food and water. People will be shooting each other, robbing each other for food, and, of course, for water. Water is going to be a little bit more plentiful because they can camp around lakes and places that has water, but food is going to be hard to get. Uh, The farmers won't be growing food. The The trucks won't be shipping food, and food just will not be available, and it's just going to be starvation. For most of the people, especially in the big cities, and if you're going to tell me how gold is the uh, last resort, go to it. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> you know what? You gave a you gave a great great point, and I'm actually with you. I'm still thinking about gold, and gold. They say the new modern gold is Bitcoin against hedging against the dollar. Because the dollar is getting printed more and more and more, the the value goes down. It's going to be you know wheelbarrows full of it to buy something, water, like you said, food. So I, I'm I'm with I'm on board with you. I have found out that you can buy gold. I never knew this. You can buy it like you know what you see in the movies, the gold bars. Well, you can do that, but you can buy it in these little gram bars. So just solid gold. Well, they say. pure gold bars for about 75 bucks. You get them in a little, little wrapper that looks like a candy bar, but, but it's a piece of gold and it's a gram. And I'm trying to think what a gram weighs. That's not a whole lot. Is it? It's just a little, I don't know what it is. Can I, uh, can I say something funny? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, please do. A gram weighs one gram. (laughs) Just like a pound weighs one pound. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, you're quite welcome. But getting back to the gold, I agree the step before deep, deep, deep depression would be gold. That's for sure. Yeah. So they're they're saying to get gold. And then also on the on the level of gold is silver. Now what I did today, funny that we since we were preparing for this, I thought I'd prepare for the depression as well, since we were preparing for the show. And you can buy uh gold uh is in the form of stock, you know, stock in gold uh, not gold, I'm sorry, silver. You buy silver mm-hmm. in, in the form of stock and buy uh, silver you know, companies that mine uh, silver, and um, I saw one. It's going, you know, a nice steady upstream, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get some just to hedge against all the stuff that's going on. So I've got some silver stock. I do not have any gold no. bars, and you don't either, right? You don't have any gold bars? No, I don't <laughs> have any gold bars, but you can buy uh, gold certificates also. You can buy it that way. How do you, What do you mean, gold? You You have a piece of paper that says you own gold? Yes. Yes, you can do it that way. See, to me, that's not – that doesn't seem real to me. That seems like uh, – I don't know. That just doesn't feel right to me. Like, I own gold. No, Where is it? Oh, no different than silver. If you got a silver certificate, it's no different. You know, if, if things go under, what do you do with this piece of paper that says you own the silver? Right, which I do have a silver certificate, which I'm very excited about. And I want to get that appraised one of these days, but uh, that you gave me, by the way. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, another thing, I heard that the United States government made it illegal to own gold privately. Yeah, what's that about? And in fact, when I was looking to see how you buy gold, you you can buy it without a VAT. And I forgot what that meant, and I apologize for that. I wrote down VAT. Basically, it's a tax on like a pretty piece of gold. So it's just gold for investment purposes only. Oh, that's why it was in the English pound. It's probably, like you said, illegal here. You buy it over the pond, and you probably have them ship it here. Okay, just like you uh, uh, get, get the uh, the Swedish gold and the uh, African gold. You can't get American or United States gold. Okay, all right. So what, whatever I get, let's say I get a gold bar for $75, uh, which is about 53 two pounds i'd probably pay that in shipping to get it over here <laughs> so i'd probably lose pretty much that's crazy oh my goodness and then you gotta a have it bar? yeah and then you 52 gotta two pounds of gold no 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 52 pounds oh. worth it's one gram oh okay. how much is one gram about a gram <laughs> <laughs> you're a funny man very funny uh, uh, i try yeah you do you do you do a good job of it um, one thing that we both agree on, and first they were saying how it was going down, real estate, but real estate's going back up because people are saying, where do we park our money? And they're getting real estate again. So real estate is kind of going gangbusters, I understand, right now. Yeah, yeah, real estate over the time will always go up. The only thing that I think about real estate, if you get a condo and the condo burns down, you got a piece of air about... 40 or 50 feet up in the up in the air up in the sky so i don't think real estate in a condo is that good because if you have an earthquake the building falls down and and your condo's up there if you have a fire the building burns down and you have a condo up there in the air and you can point up there and say that's my condo up there there's nothing (laughs) up there but air so make sure you buy dirt don't buy any florida swamp but buy dirt 
I agree with you. I, I think this the because the, there's only so much dirt. They can't make more dirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's only so much dirt. So get dirt. I agree with you. Uh, single family home is the way to go, or and, and townhouse because I, I don't know if you know this. So I had a townhouse for a while, and the townhouse foundation they found was sinking. They had to get a company that jacks up the house because otherwise everything would crack and it would fall down probably. Mm-hmm. But I was in an association. So they assessed everybody for my house or my townhouse. Like you said, it's part of a f- five other houses connected because they're townhouses. And everybody in the subdivision, whether they were part of that foundation or not, had to pay an assessment. If I had to pay myself, it was something like $50,000 wow. would be my... But since they split it up, it was like five. But everybody had to pay this five. I felt bad for everybody else. But it's like, hey, man, this is my house. It's sinking. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Same type of thing. And, and, and don't buy a house on a sinkhole or, or next to the ocean too close on a cliff. Or uh, even uh, lakefront. You saw everything that happened yeah. in Michigan. Right. Houses were right. falling into the lake. It's crazy. It looks real nice, but. It may not be there. And don't buy in California where they have mudslides and fires. Or here where they have fires and are fighting fires all the time and you might lose out. Right. It's, there's something bad everywhere. That's what I learned. you got to watch and you got to pick your battles. Yeah, the earth almost was not made for people. It was made for animals. Mm, yeah, good point. Uh, so listen to this. Remember when you got, and I got mad too, when... It happened twice now, and it's going to happen over and over again. But when these big corporations go for bailouts and they go see the government and they take their private jets and they say, hey, we need money, and they and they get their money, and then they take their private jet back to their huge houses, and we're all ticked off about that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You know who's paying for that stuff? We are. And I'll tell you how. I just found out that to get a little extra money because bank accounts pay basically zero – but to get like 1%, because that's what money markets pay now about, 1% on your money, you might get a little bit more, but it's it's not a whole lot. For that 1% profit, what you're doing, and it's, by the way, it's a lot of risk, I found out. I didn't realize that. The experts say it's a lot of risk. Given bailouts to like American Airlines and the like, you are putting your money at risk and you're helping bail out the big guys because that's what they do. They take that money and to get interest on that money, they do it by getting money back from the corporations who may or may not give it back to those money markets, and you're left holding the bill. So you, by owning a money market, are helping out the uh, corporations that uh, take the jets to get more money. What do you think about that? I think it's completely unfair because by the time they go under, they have, in my estimation, I don't want to use this word, but they have stolen or they have stole the money out of their pot. They put it in their pocket, the, the, the vice presidents and presidents and the, and the people on the upper, and then they go under, and then they want the government to bail them out, and they already have the money in their pocket, and they, they get these uh, golden umbrellas or parachutes. Right, yes. And, yeah. you know, that's another thing that I, I don't quite understand the way that works. I mean, I know how it works, but I don't know why it, why they do it. 
and another one that gets me upset are some of the CEOs of the big uh, charities. They're making three and four and five million dollars a year, and it's a charity, and that don't seem right neither. But it's happening out there, and like you say, we're paying for it. The little guy pays for all of that, and and I don't understand how when the state of one of the one of the states in the United States is about three or four trillion dollars in debt they can go and give people all of these welfare checks and all of this and the big government is giving out all these welfare checks and they're in debt and where does all that money come from it just it just don't seem right to me no and i never liked money markets and i, I knew there was a reason why i didn't realize that actually oh speaking of our, our lovely government i just found this out as well from the experts we are in a well we were i guess i guess now officially bank of america has called the country in recession. We're in recession now, according to the Bank of America. But before that, we were in recovery from the 2008 bubble that was the housing market. Now we got the virus, and that's our new bubble. And that pin is gonna is popping, or yeah, it just pops. So things are happening. You know, it's like a domino effect. You know, one thing and then another thing, and, and you just gotta watch. Um, with that. They are, when we were in recovery, tell me what you felt. Did you feel like you were doing well? Did you say, hey, we're in recovery, things are well, things are good. Did you feel that with the government or just in general? Did you feel like you were doing doing good with money and all that or not really? Mm, well, no, I, I, had a, I, have a, I had a funny business and my business was government controlled. And while we were in recovery, the government went ahead and, and put in a lot of new rules and laws that just hurt my business. Uh, part of my business, not my business, but part of my business community uh, profited from all of these rules and regulations, but my little clitch over here did not profit. So at that time, I, I our, our business, my personal business fell apart. Yeah, exactly. And part of that I found out is they're doing it very carefully but the government is like changing tax codes and like you just said and they're changing things very slowly and you can't really notice they're doing one you'll get a little bit more at but then you get then another thing you're taxed on so you're getting taxed more but you don't feel it as much i mean not you feel it but you you don't know it you can't see it coming in front of you and that's what they're doing they're they're changing tax codes and laws and things and all of a sudden more they're sucking more of your money out of your pocket mm -hmm. yeah. and that that all of that like you said at the beginning is leading us right down the road to a depression and it's going to be i think a deep depression because we found out if the computers go out for a little bit we don't get food we don't get airline tickets we don't get flights we don't get stoplights we don't get electricity and if all of this stops in the depression, it's going to be very, very chaotic and very violent. Yes, and part of that problem is there's something called, I want to say it correctly, yeah, repos. And I'm like, what are they talking about, repos? So get this, I'm going to tell you what a repo is in just a second. A repo is where big business gets a quick loan. So let's say big business owns this big piece of property and they're not doing anything with it right now, but they might be planning on building on it or whatever. But they have this piece of property 
and a bill is due, taxes or, or whatever. So they need money. So what they do is some kind of repo thing where they go and get a quick loan and they borrow it from guess who and that's through the government or whatever and they get a, a repo and it's a real it's real fast money. It's a real quick loan and they're supposed to pay it back right away. But like you said, we're in big trouble and one of the car companies I guess is way deep in debt and they think they're not even going to make it. Uh, I'll tell you, it's with the Ford Motor Company. They're thinking this isn't going to happen because they're so far in debt. Their sales are kind of lagging right now. So when times get even worse, they're through. They're done. But I bet I'll give you any. I'll, I'll bet you right now, if you want, I'll, I'll bet you a dollar that those executives are going to get their golden parachute if, if it does dissolve, and then they're going to go to other companies and do whatever, and they're going to be fine. But everybody else is going to get hurt. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I've seen that happen a couple times. Uh, a business will be going along, then it doesn't do so well, so they'll go bankrupt. And when they go bankrupt, they'll have an auction and sell off their business and all its assets. Well, the man that owned it before buys it back from the auctioneer, and no one knows that it was a previous owner. And then he bought his property at a fraction of what he owed, and he comes out free and clear and makes money on it. And that doesn't seem right neither. And they can do that two or three times before they, the government looks into them. Yeah, and now the government seems to be more and more um, lax on stuff so they don't even go after people. So why not do it? You're not going to get penalized. Mm-hmm. Oh, you might get a slap on no. the wrist. Oh, don't do that again. And, and it's a law, so you're not breaking the law any place. And so, all, again, all of these items that we've been talking about, is going to put us in the recession because everybody wants more money, wants more money, and there's just so much money out there. And when we run out of money personally and with the companies, we just have no place to go, and we're going to go bankrupt, and we're going to owe a lot of money that we don't have. Yeah, it's so true. Just terrible things. Um, so here we are. Uh, uh, maybe we can get gold. Maybe we can get silver. We got to get water. We got to get food. And speaking of food, you were a meat cutter because you weren't a butcher. You said you clarified. You said I was a meat cutter. Is that correct? Well, what's the difference between a butcher and a meat cutter? Well, you told me. You said that the butcher actually, you know, is, is part of the uh, kill room and, and and kills the the livestock, whereas a uh, meat cutter just gets cuts of meat. And then cuts them up to certain proportions. Right. Yeah. The butcher kills the the cattle or the, the pigs or whatever you have the animal, and then it sent, it sends it to the uh, we call them a butcher shop, but they're really a meat cutter shop. And the meat cutter cuts them into steaks or uh, chicken legs and different parts of the the, the animal. <laughs> yes, I was. I was a meat cutter for about four years. Yes, and uh, you have some interesting meat cutter stories. You um, you know the different cuts of meat, <laughs> and you said when you go to the store now and you see these cuts of meat, you have no idea what they are. They call them these different names than what they really are, or they'll say, "What is what's the what's the general? Is a sirloin like pretty much everything? If it's sirloin, it's whatever." Well, a, a sirloin can look a lot different ways because it's a cut. Between the, the uh, part of the part of the beef on the on the one side to a different part of the beef or the cow on the other side, and so it can look a lot different ways. So they'll take different 
parts of the, the cow, not so good parts, and they'll make it look like a sirloin, but it's really not a sirloin. And I look at the meat, and I have no idea what it was, what it is. <laughs> and it this says, is a meat cutter, everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, it says a grilling steak. I don't know what a grilling steak is. It could be, I don't know, part of the tail. It's just, it, it, uh, I don't know what they're selling in, in the in the meat markets anymore. Okay, so we got we got a thing going on. We got where we don't have money for meat because there's a depression on. We got our gold, we got our silver, we've got our water, we got uh, some staples, but we'd like to have some meat every so often. So you had a great idea. This is actually actually in vogue right now. You mentioned that you can pretty much with any cut of meat make it work with a slow cooker. Is that what you were kind of saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a uh, slow cooker bre- breaks down all the tough parts of the meat. And you can make it taste really good with the slow cooker. You can put in the different uh, spices and the different herbs and, and things like that. And cook it slow, and it'll come out tender. If you remember, in getting back to the Depression, they had a lot of slow cookers back then, and they would make stew. And stew takes the, the meat that's not so good at cut for grilling and for frying real fast and slow cook it. And you can cook it with the potatoes and the carrots and all those other items and make almost any cut of meat come out tender and tasty. That's important to know. And like I said, slow cookers are really back in vogue, and a lot of people do them, and mm-hmm. that is neat. So that's like old school. You know, you think slow cooker, oh, tailgate party, very cool, you know, hip stuff, which is awesome. And then I heard about a new thing called an air fryer, which sounds very interesting. Now, what have you what have you eaten from an air fryer? Well, we've had chicken, we have French fries, we've had different cuts of meat in there. I don't know anything about the air fryer. Uh, Sunshine takes care of that, and she cooks on it, and she loves it. She thinks it's really great, but it, it's not fried, it's not uh, baked, or any of those. The, somehow, the air cooks the meat, or the potatoes, or the fruits, and the veg- not fruits, but the vegetables, and it comes out really great. And I think that's the way that cooking is going to go to, unless somebody's a professional and they don't want to stick to the old old ways of cooking. But you just plug it in the wall, the air fryer takes care of it, you don't have any grease, you don't have all that other stuff coming down off the meat. And, and it tastes great. I think it tastes better because it's not greasy or oily. Right. So, and, and it, that's electric, of course, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So you can electric. take your... You can take your generator when the electricity goes out, <laughs> and you can plug right. in your your air fryer and cook that way, and uh, right. you're, you're okay. So you got the yeah. slow cooker or the air fryer. Yes. Uh, well, let me ask you a question though. How do you run the generator if you can't get gasoline? I think gasoline is going to be in, in pl- is going to be plentiful because nobody is using it, so it's going to be in. I think that's going to be the one thing we have plenty of. But if we don't have electricity, how are they going to pump it? Oh, that's a good question. I would think they'd go back to the old way. Remember your hand and kind of go clunk, 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 like you would for mm-hmm. a, a – yeah, because you could suck another ground. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. That's scary. That is really how scary. Gonna, how are they going to pump it from Canada to, let's say, Illinois? Uh, gravity, right, because you're going down. <laughs> you go down from Canada to here, so you let the gravity take it, right? Gravity? No, no, that don't work. Oh. Well, well, I guess we're having fun now. Yes, <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta laugh because otherwise you're gonna yeah, cry. You know, 
you go you go right back to the source. I always teach this to my people. Go to the source, go to where it starts, and then you have to build from there. So we have we have the oil in the ground. We can't go down there with a big scoop and take the oil out of the ground. We have to pump it out of the ground, and then, then we put, put it in a pump station or we put it on a boat, and the boat comes over. We have to pump it on the boat, and when the boat gets here, you have to pump it in a tank. And then from the tank, it has to be pumped someplace else. It has to go through a refinery, then it gets at the end and pumps. And I just don't see how that's going to work if we don't have electricity or if we don't have computers. I think everything comes to a stop including electricity, gasoline, propane, everything except wind and sun. Which is one thing you don't have. I mean, I was thinking you're pretty much immune. You have a garden, you have land, and you could make you could make plenty more of whatever you want. Uh, I mean, as far as, as plants go, of course, you have a livestock, but you could get some chickens in a heartbeat, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the people across the tree from us uh, just put up a big fence, and they have about 12 sheep and about a, uh, uh, two dozen chickens. So they're planning ahead over there. Yeah, did you and, hear? Uh, I like what you said first. They put up a big fence, meaning stay out. <laughs> yeah, well, keep the chickens and, and the sheep in, but the, the other. Uh, then we have to worry about poachers, and some of the poachers are the coyote out here, but then we have to worry about regular poachers that come through you know, in their cars from the big city that would come out here and how do we stop a gang of them from going out and taking the, the sheep or the chickens or the carrots and et cetera uh, from our garden. Oh, wouldn't, uh, oh, that would be something, wouldn't it, if that's what it came down to? We saw what happened just a, a couple of weeks ago with the, the, you know, the gangs of people going out and the police couldn't stop them. The police did not do, do they couldn't do anything to, to stop these people out there. Burning, looting and killing a depression scares me it really really scares me because the computer we rely on so much and if the computer stops or if the government turns off the computer everything stops i have enough protein propane to last a while but uh, that's going to run out and the truck won't be able to come out here to give me propane so I, I don't know what would happen during recession. So my no no not recession depression. So you're not even oh, you you your, your mind your right. subconscious doesn't want to think oh. about it. Like oh recession right. no no yeah. recession is going to be like baby time compared to what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope we're having, I hope we're having yeah. a good time. Eric. I'm tr- I'm trying. I, I like I I'm I'm trying, but uh, it's 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 a bit scary. But what are you gonna do? You gotta watch those money sucks. Hold on to that money. You know, try not to um, <laughs> try not to lose it. And when I say money, I might be I mean might mean you know bottles of water. That might, that might be our money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, instead of saying money, uh, currency or something yeah, to currency. trade. Yeah, something to trade. Yeah, currency. What, what type of currency do you have? Well, I have I have this. I have a dozen eggs, okay? I'll trade you my bar of gold for your dozen eggs. Uh, might come to that. You made a great point. I want to finish our episode with that. Okay, we're regular people. We're in trouble. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you have your own business, but the business has you know, slowed down or almost to a stop, or, and you have bills. What do you do? You just made a great point. You go to your neighbor. You go to your friends. What do they need done? What can you trade them to mm-hmm. get maybe cash? Maybe they have cash, and 
you can get it done that way. Or maybe you do like we were talking about with the paper clips. Say, okay, well, if I do your paint your walls, how about if you, you know, maybe the thing you need to catch for is tires and they just might have tires or they might have a shop. I think that's going to be, we might go back to the bar, barter system. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Money Sucks. I'm your host, Eric Hudzik. I was having a good time with my friend Osho, or trying to, anyway. I've never, I've never had such a good time. <laughs> How true. And once again, I want to thank Terry Finnegan for this fine, fine music. This has been Money Sucks.